This morning, our title is Born of Love. Born of Love. Every believer is born of the love of the Father. Hallelujah. Every believer is what? Is born of the love of the Father. There are many people today that claim that they know God. In all the religious bodies today, everybody makes reference to God. Everybody believes that there is a God. But what they have failed to see and understand, that for you to claim that you have God, you must first of all believe in Christ Jesus. You must first of all be, receive Christ Jesus before you can claim that you have God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Before you can have God, before you can say, I have God, you first of all have to... You first of all have to receive Christ Jesus. You first of all have to do what? You first of all have to receive Christ Jesus. Praise the Lord. When you receive Christ Jesus, then you can have God. You can have what? God. Why Hallelujah. An anointed teaching. Thank you, Your Jesus. Man gets washed, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah, this one. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Sorry for that interruption. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You cannot have God except you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Please, I want you to put this as a comment. You cannot have God except you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Whoever have received Christ Jesus can boldly declare that he or she has a God. Praise the Lord. So it is time for us to start to, you know, to correct this error that is going out there in the world. You see everybody say, yes, I believe in God. Yes, I believe there is God. But you ask them, do you believe in Jesus Christ? They say, no, I don't believe in Jesus Christ, but I believe there is a God. That is a lie. You, so in case you meet somebody that tells you that they believe in God, but they don't believe in Jesus Christ. Tell them that they, they don't have God. They don't know God yet. Because tell them that the only way they, will, they can boldly say they have a God is to receive Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. To make Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So those of us who are born again, those of us who have made Jesus our Lord and Savior, we can say, we can say, we have a God. I can say I have a God. You can say you have a God if you are born again, if you have made Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior. So look at John chapter 8. 
let's just confirm what we just did. John chapter 8, verse 42. John chapter 8, verse 42. The scripture says, Jesus said unto them, If God were your father, you will love me. For I proceeded forth and came forth from God. Neither came out of myself, but he sent me. You see that? It says, if God were your father, you would love me. So nobody can claim that God is their father. Nobody can claim that Jesus, uh, they know God except they have received Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. Now let's confirm that again in 1 John chapter 2. 1 John chapter 2, verse 22 to 23. Hallelujah. Please stay with us. Invite your friends to be part of this broadcast. Share it on your timeline. Share it with your friends. I know this morning the power of God will fall on so many today. There will be healings. There will be miracles. There will be deliverance. Many will be washed. Many will be cleansed. Many will be sanctified. Many will be refreshed. Many will be baptized with the Holy Ghost afresh. John chapter 2, verse 22 to 23. He said, Who is a liar? Who is a liar? But he that denied that Jesus is the Christ. Hallelujah. So who is a liar? A liar is a person that has denied Jesus Christ that has denied Jesus as the Christ. That is a liar is anybody that says that Jesus is not the Christ. The scriptures say he is Antichrist that denies the Father and the Son. So this is one of the things you will, this is one of the signs you need to be looking at. When Men and women of God are preaching, especially those who have called, those who say God has called them. Watch, listen to their messages. If Jesus Christ is not the center of their messages, if they hold, if they don't drive you towards Christ Jesus, be careful. Verse 23, whosoever denies the son, the same has not the father. But he that acknowledges the Son has the Father. Praise the Lord. Whosoever denies the Son has not the Father. So if you deny Jesus Christ, if you say Jesus is not of God, if you say Jesus is not your Lord and Savior, if you have not made Jesus your Lord and Savior, then you have denied God, you have denied the Father, you don't have a father. You can't go about bragging that you have a father. It's just as simple as that. You can't go about bragging that you have a father. No, you don't have a father. You don't have a father. I can say I have a father. I can say God is my father. And anyone that is born again, anyone that has made Jesus Christ their Lord and Savior, they can say God is their father. They can say they have a God. Hallelujah. I have a God. You have a God. He's ageless. He's the almighty God, the everlasting father, the prince of peace. The increase of his government, there is no end. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. So let's go to 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. 1 John chapter 4. Glory, 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 hallelujah. I'm so excited. Please listen carefully. God is about to reveal a secret to you this morning. And I believe as you put this secret to work, you will see the healing and deliverance in every area of your life. So please pay attention. Stay with us. Don't be distracted. And make sure you are sharing with your friends. Praise the Lord. Make sure you are doing what? You are sharing with your friends. First John chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. First John chapter 4, verse 6 and 7. He said, we are of God. He that knoweth God, heareth us. He that is not of God, heareth not us. Whereby know we the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. He said, we are of God. We are of God. So anyone listening to us, anyone that will pay attention to us, they know God. They do what? They know God. And this is how you know the spirit of truth and the spirit of error. We are of God. He that knoweth God heareth us. He that knoweth God heareth us. Verse 7. Beloved, let us love one another. For love is of God. Love is what? Is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God. Everyone that loveth is what? Is born of God and knoweth God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Verse 8 says, He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Every believer is born of God's love. Everyone is born of love. Hallelujah. Naturally, when, when parents give birth, the child takes after both parents. Or inside the family, the child is able to pick some traces of other family members. But majority of the traces of the child is from the father and the mother. As a believer, you are born of God and God is love. So you are born of love. Your nature is love. Your mannerism is love. Your behavior, your character, everything about you is love. Praise the Lord. Say with me, I am born of love. Say it one more time. I am born of love. I am born of love. You are born of love. You need to let this truth sink inside you. Naturally, when children, when they start, when they start getting understanding, and they, especially when they come to a point of understanding that their parents are well to do, that their parents have influence and affluence, that men respect their parents, that their parents are being held in high esteem, something automatically happens to these children. 
their confidence level goes high. They have confidence. They are bold. They are not afraid. You know, they, they, they look different from other children who, you know, who have this understanding that their parents are not what to do or their parents are limited by resources. It is important as a child of God to understand that you are born of love. That is why the commandment is love. The Old Testament, it was love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. You see that your soul, your heart, which is your spirit, your soul, which is your mind, your strength, your might. That is everything about you. That was why that commandment was given. The kingdom is the kingdom of love. The kingdom is the kingdom of love. You are born of love. You are a product of love. Please write these statements down. I am a product of love. Amen. I am a product of love. You remember some children are born and they say this, this child is a product of what? Wedlock. It's a product of incest. It's a product of rape. Look, in the kingdom of God, you are a product of God's love. You are a product of love. You are a creature of love. Hallelujah. Say to me, I am a creature of love. I am a creature of love. I am a product of love. I look, we we if we if we want to, if we must experience the transformation of God, if we must be transformed and walk in the supernatural, this is where it begins. This is where it starts. Hallelujah. This is where the supernatural begins. Listen carefully. That oh my goodness, hallelujah! He said, And be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Be ye transformed by the renewing. We must renew our mind in this truth that we are born of love, we are product of God's love. I am a product of love. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. What is that new creation? What is the new creation there? If any man be in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. What creation is talking about? The creation of love. The creation of what? The creation of love. Oh, look, listen carefully. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You are a product of God's love. That's what the scripture says. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Look, there is no beauty outside love. There is no beauty outside what? Outside love. Look, every time love is missing, what we call beauty is nothing but corruption. And this is where a lot of men have fallen flat in the era of marriage. They look at the physical structure and they say, I am in love. I love you. I love you. I do this. I do this. And they, they, they forget that love is not much about the appearance. But it's about the spirit. It's about the soul. It's about the might. It's about the strength. You see, the old covenant. You say, you will love the Lord with your heart, with your soul, with your mind, with your might. And that Jesus said, love your neighbor, love one another as I have loved you. You are a creature of God's love. 
you are the epitome of God's love, like we said last Sunday. Praise the Lord. If any man be in Christ Jesus, he's a new creation. That creation is the creation of love. Is the creation of love. The kingdom of God is a kingdom of love. Everything God created is a product of love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Everything God created is what? Is a product of love. It's a product of love. It's a product of love. That is why it is the it, it is the only command given. And love is the first fruit of grace. Love is what is the first fruit of grace. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I want you to understand the importance of your new birth. On if if the if we don't emphasize this truth continuously, we will end up not being able to fulfill our destinies the way God would have want us to fulfill it, and it will be because we fail to recognize the truth that we are born and made of love. We are brothers of love. That is who you are. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to John. All right, we are still in First John chapter chapter four. Let's continue I'm reading First John chapter four. Look at verse nine. In this was manifested the love of God towards us, because that God sent His only begotten Son into the world. That we might live through him. God sent what? His only begotten son. And that we are told in Ephesians, Christ is called the beloved. Christ is called what? The beloved. And the scripture says through Christ, that we might live through the beloved. Live through him. We might live through him. Now, Jesus prayed one important prayer. Our uncle's preacher last Sunday Let's go back to John 17. John chapter 17. Hallelujah. And listen to this prayer that Jesus prayed in John chapter 17, verse 25 and 26. John 17, 25 to 26. O righteous Father, the world has not known thee, but I have known thee, and this have known that thou hast sent me. Verse 26. And I have declared unto them thy name, and will declare it, that the love wherewith thou hast loved me. Now, I want you to, please, I want you to pay attention here. He said, the love that you, the Father, have loved me may be in them. May be what? May be in them. So, the love that the Father loved Jesus Christ, when he pronounced at the baptism, when Jesus was baptized, he said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. That love, that the Father loved him so much, that love that the Father loved him, Jesus prayed 
that the Father should put that love in us. The Father should do what? Should put that love in us. So in other words, the Father doesn't love Jesus Christ more than you and I. Can you put this as a comment? Write this as a comment. The Father doesn't love Jesus Christ more than you and I. The love that the Father had for Christ is the same love he had for you and I. Hallelujah. I, I believe this will change you. This will change your understanding. So you don't think, so because we are asking how come that Jesus was a man like us and he was able to do all these miracles. He was able to walk in the supernatural that when he was baptized, the heavens opened and the father said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. Why can't that happen to us? Look, listen carefully. The love that the father had for him is the same love the father had for you is the same love the father put in you that is the love that you are born of that is the love that you are created of you are made of that love you are made of that love you are created of that love every fiber of your being is love hallelujah please write that statement down every fiber of your being is what is love every fiber of your being is love Every fiber of your being is love. Hallelujah. Every fiber of my being is love. Every part of me is love. My environment smells love. I swim in love. I live in love. I eat God's love. That is my nature. That is who I am. Love is my personality. Love is my nature. We need to drive this truth into the spirit of men and women in this kingdom. He says that the love wherewith thou hath loved me may be in them and I in them. You see that? So the same love that the Father loved Jesus Christ is in you and it is in me. Glory to God. So the Father doesn't love Jesus Christ more than you and I. The Father doesn't love Jesus Christ more than you and I. The same love that he loved Jesus Christ is the same love that he loved you and I. Constant love. He said, I am the Lord. I change not. He is changeless. He cannot change. And Jesus was the one who prayed the Father the same love that you have for me, let that same love be in them. Let that same love be in them. The love of the the love of the Father for Christ is unquenchable, unstoppable. Is what is unquenchable, unstoppable. That is the same love the Father has for you. His love for you is unquenchable. His love for you. Look, listen carefully. That is why Jesus will share tears at the final day of judgment when he will look at the, his creation and say, depart from me, you workers of iniquity. I never knew you. Remember he said he will wipe away tears from all faces. He, that is his tears. That is the tears of Christ. When he will look at the multitude, he will look at his own creation and say, depart from me, I never knew you, and cast them into the lake of fire. 
even even in that moment he will share tears he will do what he will share tears even in that moment christ will share tears he will cry he will weep for sending people those who rejected him he will weep for those who rejected him he will weep for them he will cry for them because they are going to spend the rest of their lives throughout eternity in the lake of fire. He will weep for them. Hallelujah. So what we call beauty, let me tell you something. What we call beauty is nothing but love. Nothing but love. Nothing but love. Let me tell you one story. You know the story of Lucifer, the devil. In Luke, in, in uh, Isaiah chapter 14, and then if you go to Ezekiel, you see the story of Ezekiel, I think Ezekiel 28 or 26, I'm not sure. But one of them, you can cross-check it. The scripture said the devil, Lucifer was created perfect in beauty. Perfect in what? In beauty. What? The day the devil had changed towards the father. The day Lucifer's has changed the day he lost that love for the father, his beauty was made, was turned to darkness. He corrupted his beauty. He did what? He corrupted his beauty. Hallelujah. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. Your beauty is uncontestable. Your beauty is what? Uncontestable. Because of the love of God. That is upon you. You are born of love. Believe it. Hold it. Hold this truth. Let no man deceive you. Your, your behavior now might not line up. What you go through every day might not line up. But the more you hear that you are born of love, the more you hear that you are a product of God's love, your behavior will start lining up. Your mannerisms will start lining up. Your heart will start lining up. Your mind will start lining up. And before you know, you will start walking in this love. Praise the Lord. Now watch this. Let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. So the same love that the Father has for Christ, the same love is in us. We are born of love because we are born of God. We are born of love because we are born of God. If you are born of God, the love of God is in every part of you. The love of God is in your DNA. The love of God is in your blood cells. The love of God is in your blood. The love of God is in your mind. The love of God is in your, the cells of your body. Listen carefully. The cells of your body contains God's love. The cells of your body contains what? Contains God's love. We are told in Ephesians chapter 5, we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Hallelujah. Members of what? His body, of his flesh, and of his bones. So, you, every fiber of your being carries God's love. Glory to God. So, you are the perfection of God's love. You are the epitome of God's love. You are God's love in action. Let nobody look at you and insult you. Don't let the devil deceive you by going around looking at everything, getting mad at everything. You, you, you know some people right now, because they don't understand love, 
they think that it is okay to feel the way they feel. It is not okay. It's ignorance. It's what? It's ignorance. It's ignorance. It is not okay to feel. I told you the great man of God. He said, as long as, uh, Kenneth Hagan said, as long as you can be sensitive, as long as you can be hurt. He said, you are not grown up. You are not a grown up. You are a spiritual baby. You cannot grow. And the devil's tactics is to organize circumstances for you to feel it. You know, and when you do that, you, you are you are just you know buying into the lies of the enemy. It's just me, that's the way I feel. That's no, that's not the way you feel. That's the, a demon at work. And you need to invoke God's love to expel that demon in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Listen carefully. Look, in 1 Corinthians, uh, 1 Corinthians chapter 13, it said there are three things that will last forever. Love, faith, and hope. And the greatest is what? Is love. And in 1 Corinthians 13, we are told that when the perfect comes, when the perfect word comes, the, when the perfection comes, the imperfection will leave. Love is the perfection of the Father. Love is what is the perfection of the Father. That is what when we leave this body and we put on our spiritual body and we are with Christ, everything will be perfect. Why? Because of love. Everything will be perfect because of what? Because of love. But we can start to experience that perfection here if we understand, when we come to an understanding that we are born of love. With that love, the kingdom cannot be a perfect kingdom. Please write this statement. Write this statement down. Without love, the kingdom cannot be a perfect kingdom. Without love, the kingdom of God cannot be a perfect kingdom. It is his love that makes his kingdom perfect. It is his love that will make you perfect. That's what the scripture says. Perfect love casted out what? Fear. Perfect love. Perfect love casted out fear. Matured love. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. The kingdom cannot be perfect without God's love. It is his love that, perf that makes his kingdom perfect. Please write that statement down. It is God's love that makes his kingdom perfect. We need to understand this truth. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Are you excited? I am blessed. I am excited. I am so fired up. Hallelujah. With this understanding, don't wake up and looking at yourself as a nobody. Don't let any man talk you into believing that you are nobody. Don't let any man's opinion matter to you. God's opinion concerning you. God's opinion concerning the way you look. God's opinion concerning your shape, God's opinion concerning your body is love. Is what is love. That is why I say love one another as I have loved you. Love one another as I have loved you. God's opinion for your life, God's opinion for everything about you is love. Is love. Is love. Hallelujah. You are the beloved of the Father. Well, let's go to 1 Peter chapter 4. 
And this is the most interesting part of the message. Pay attention. First Peter chapter 4. 1 Peter chapter 4. Hallelujah. 1 Peter chapter 4. Verse 7 and 8. 1 Peter chapter 4, 7 and 8. But the end of all things is at hand. Be ye therefore sober and watch unto prayer. You see, the end of all things is what is at hand. Be ye therefore what? Sober and watch unto prayer. Verse 8. And above all things, above what? All things. And the line the phrase, above all things. Have fervent love among yourselves. For love shall cover the multitudes of sin. Above all things. So the love of the Father is above all things. God's love is above all things. Above all things, above all things, have fervent love. Now, you see the word fervent? It means to boil. It means to burn with fire. It means to do what? To boil, to burn with fire. Uncontrolled passion. Uncontrolled passion. So as believers... The scripture says we should have uncontrolled passion for each other. Above all things, have fervent love among yourselves. Have fervent love among yourselves. Why? For love covers multitudes of sin. Please listen carefully. As the Holy Spirit unveiled this truth to you. You see that phrase? And, the, and love covers multitudes of sin. Listen carefully. In the kingdom of God, when we leave this earth, when we put on our spiritual bodies and we enter into the supernatural realm and we start to live supernaturally with Christ Jesus, listen carefully. There cannot be sin over there. There cannot be what? There cannot be sin. Sin can no longer be found in that place. Sin can no longer manifest. The consciousness of sin will not be there. The knowledge of sin will not be there. The awareness of sin will not be there. Why? Because of love. Because of what? Because of love. <laughs> hey, hallelujah. Listen carefully. The scripture says there are three things that abide forever. One is what? Love, faith, and hope. The greatest of this is love. When we enter, when we enter into the kingdom of God with your new body, there will not be consciousness of sin. There will not be the knowledge of sin. There will not be the awareness of sin. Why? Because of God's love. Why? God is love and we are born of love. So when the scriptures say love, we shall fervent love towards one another. Do you know why he said that statement? Do you know why he said we shall fervent love for one another? The reason he said we shall fervent love for one another is this. When, you have, when we have fervent love for one another, 
we will come to a point that each one of us we will lack the knowledge of sin. You see the word covered? The word covered. When you research that word, it means to hide. It means to do what? To hide. It means to, to seal. It means to seal. <laughs> Hallelujah. But there's a scripture that will help us to understand 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. And that can be found in Matthew chapter 10, verse 26. Matthew 10, 26. Let's go to Matthew chapter 10, 26. As we round up. Matthew chapter 10, verse 26. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Matthew chapter 10, verse 26. Look at this. Fear them not, therefore, for there is nothing covered that shall not be revealed, and hid that shall not be known. He said, there is not, there is nothing that is covered, that shall not be revealed, and there is nothing hidden that shall not be made known. See, before God, nothing can be hidden. Before God, nothing can be kept as a secret. But God is telling us here in First Peter chapter 4, verse 8, that if we love one another fervently, sins will be, our sins will be covered, our sins will be hidden, multitudes of sins will be hidden and covered. But if you look at the literal translation of this word, it simply means this, that sin, the knowledge of sin, the awareness of sin, the consciousness of sin will be completely hidden from us. So one of the reasons why believers are still trapped in sin is because we have not understood the fervent love that should be in us. We have not yet activated the fervent love between us. The word fervent means, it also means, in fact, to put it this way, to burn with fire, to burn with uncontrolled passion, to burn with lust. Just like when a man lusts after a woman, you see, you see the things that they go through. When a, when a woman is expecting, she begins to crave for certain food. That is, that is the meaning of that word here. Fervent. Fervent. You see, Above all things, have fervent love among each other. Let your love be on fire, be on fire in loving your neighbor, in loving other believers, in loving one another. As you do that, you all will come to a point where the knowledge of sin will be hidden. The awareness of sin will be hidden. There will no longer be any desire for sin whatsoever. Why? 
because of the fire of love for one another. Because of what? The fire of love for one another. Because of the fire of love for one another, a time will come where there will no longer be consciousness of sin. Hallelujah. Can you put that as a comment? That a time will come that you will no longer have the knowledge of sin because of the fire of your love for the brethren. Because of what? The fire of your love for the brethren. Why? Because you are born of love. You are what? You are born of love. You are born of love. You are born of love. Above all things. Man. So the love of the Father in us is above all things. Above all things. Above all things. God's love is above all things. God's love is above all things. Now, to further understand what Peter was saying, 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Let's look at James chapter 5, verse 16. James 5, 16. Praise the Lord. Let's go to James chapter 5, verse 16 to further understand this scripture. James chapter 5, verse 16. Now, this is a scripture that is widely quoted, used, but we, we forget the first aspect of this scripture, this verse of scripture. It says, James chapter 5, 16, confess your faults one to another. Other translation says, confess your sins one to another and pray for one another that ye may be healed. Now, do you notice that healing is attached to what? Confessions of sins. Now, this confession of sins is not to the Father. It's not confessing your sins to the Father. It's confessing your sins to one another. Confessing your sins to what? To one another. This is so important. This is so important. Now, most Christians don't like to do that. And that's the reason why so many Christians are sick today. The reason so many Christians are sick today is that they, are, they have refused to confess their sins one to another. So because of that, they are praying for healing. Healing is not manifesting. Their prayers are being hindered. Listen carefully. It is not enough to forgive. The scripture says, confess your sins one to another. Now, let me caution you here. It doesn't mean you should go and just meet any believer and confess your sins to them. No. That's not what it means. If you do that, people will just carry you out there. Confess to men and women that are matured in the body of Christ that can keep a secret that will not turn on you. That will do what? That will not turn on you. Now, first of all, most Christians get confused with First John. First um, John 1, verse 7, uh, yeah, first, I think First John 1, 7, 1, 9, 7 to 9, about confession of sins. That portion of confession has to do with unbelievers. This uh, 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 Nazis Christians that denied that the Father was there. They denied that there was no need to confess their sins. John wrote that letter to them. 
telling them that if they confess their sins, God is faithful and just to forgive them their sins. In the New Testament, we are told that God will not remember our sins no more. We are told that God will not remember our sins no more. So the confession of sins in the New Testament have to do with one another. Not necessarily with God, but with one another. Confess your sins one to another. And if you go to Ephesians chapter 4, it's also said that forgiving one another in love. Forgiving one another in love. Confess your sins to one another. Before he went on, they say the effectual fervent prayer of the righteous availed much, make a tremendous power available. So let's let's add this, join this to First Peter chapter 4, verse 8. For multitudes of sins cover what sins. Why? Because once we start walking in love towards one another, we'll be confessing our sins to one another. So let's say if you were to do something that I don't like, I will approach you on it. And then you will confess it to me and I will forgive immediately. So there will be no room for sin. There will be no room for what? There will, not be, there will be no room for sin. If I've done something to you and I believe that I did it intentionally to hurt you, I will easily come and confess, ask for forgiveness. So there will be no room for sin. Confessing your sins one to another. Now, if, you don't, if, if this one is not making sense, let's read John chapter 3 verse 21 John gospel 3 21 Jesus made a, a very powerful statement there and I believe that will help you John gospel chapter 3 hallelujah hallelujah we have a few more minutes and we'll be done John chapter 3 verse 21 verse 20 let me read from verse 19 to 21 he said, and this is condemnation, that light is come into the world, and men love darkness rather than light, because their deeds were what? Evil. Their deeds were evil. Verse 20. For everyone that doeth evil hated the light. You see, if somebody is not walking in love, they won't confess. Neither cometh to the light, lest his deeds should be what? Should be reproved. Verse 21. But he that doeth truth cometh to the light, that his deeds may be made manifest, that they are wrought in God, comes to the light. So when you are a believer, it is easy for you to expose yourself to God's truth, which is his light, which is his word. You, it is easy to expose yourself to the truth of God's word. You see, this word, this scripture here, James 5, 6, 16, Confess your sins to one another. He that, look at this, he that doeth the truth comes to the line. So this is a scripture as believers we must do. Most believers are busy confessing their sins to God, thinking that that's the only thing that can. No, we need to confess to one another. If you have sinned against someone, you confess to that person. You confess to that person that you may be healed. After all, God said he will not remember your sins no more. So the confession of your sins as a believer doesn't hold much. It doesn't what? It doesn't hold much. But confessing one to another holds a lot. He says what? So that you will be healed. You will be delivered. You will be set free. This is the reason why many Christians are going around deliverance services from one deliverance session to another. They are busy looking for deliverance, but they are not willing to expose themselves 
to the word of God. Love covered multitudes of sin. Fervent love. Loving one another. Coming to a point where this loving one another is fire, is burning hot, is fervent. The scriptures say, we will have no knowledge of what? Sin. We have no knowledge of sin. We will have no knowledge of sin. You see the power of God's love? That is why if you give into the flesh, you go about you know, finding every excuse. You go about walking in the flesh. You go about being bitter, being feeling angry and all kinds of things. You are just entering into darkness, swimming into darkness without knowing. The word fervent also means, the word fervent, when Peter said first, Peter chapter 4 verse 8, have fervent love among each other. It also means to stretch to capacity. To stretch to what? To capacity or figuratively maximum potential. Maximum what? Potential. Would that slack to fully extend, fully extended? Fully extended. That is to be stretched. Man, it is easy to say, I love you. I love you with the love of Christ. I love you with the love of Christ. But to come and confess your sin to a fully believer, your love must be stretched to maximum capacity. Your love must be what? Stretched to maximum capacity. You must be walking in maximum capacity of your love to say, listen, I sin against you. I want you to forgive me. Please, what I did was wrong. Forgive me. That is maximum capacity. Maximum capacity. Maximum capacity. Love grows. Love what? It grows. The love of Christ that is in us grows. But you must allow that love, the opportunity to grow to its full potential, its full capacity. Hallelujah. Say with me from today. I will love the love of Christ in me to grow to its maximum potential in the name of Jesus Christ. Let it grow. Stretch it to its maximum capacity. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So, wherever there is love, Wherever we are, we, we are walking in love, the knowledge of sin will be missing. And we are able to have fervent love, maximum love. Why? Because we are born of love. Say with me, I am able to have maximum love. I am able to walk in maximum love. Write it as a comment. Maximum love, maximum love, maximum love. That's a portion in Jesus' name. That's a portion in Jesus' name. That is your portion in Jesus' name. Listen carefully. It's so important for us to understand. We are born of love. We are born of love. Everything about you is love. And then the next thing is that you must give that love chance to grow and develop and be stretched to its maximum capacity. That's what Paul said. Peter said, above all things, 
First Peter chapter 4, verse 8. Have fervent love towards one another because love covered multitude of sin. Multitude of sin. So, stretching your love to maximum capacity brings you to a place where you don't have consciousness of sin, where the knowledge of sin is hidden from you. The knowledge of what? Sin is hidden for you. Why? Because of the love of God in you. Because of the love of God in you. Because of the love of God in you. The knowledge of sin will be hidden from you. Please write this as a comment. Because of the love of God in me, the knowledge of sin will be hidden from me. Will be hidden from you. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I am so excited. Please put James 5.16 to work daily in your life. As husband and wives, confess your fault to one another. Confess your sins to one another. This creature mostly works for husband and wife. Husbands and wives mostly works for them. Confess your sins one to another. Forgive one another in love. Then you will come to a point that both of you will have no capacity to sin. You will have no consciousness of sin. You have no what? You will have no consciousness of sin at all. You will have no consciousness of sin at all. Hallelujah. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. Above all these things, have fervent love towards one another. For love covers multitudes of sin. Love cover, Love brings you to a point where you have no knowledge of sin at all. Please write this as a comment. And if this is all that you will hear this morning, it is worth it. It is worth it. When you have fervent love towards one another, you will come to a place where you have no knowledge of sin. Please write this as a comment. Don't miss this word. When you walk in fervent love, maximum love towards one another, you will come to a point where you have no knowledge of sin at all. You have no knowledge of sin at all. You have no knowledge of sin at all. You are born of love. Embrace that truth. Embrace that knowledge. The love that the Father loved Christ, that same love is in you and I. And as we begin to walk in love, fervent love towards one another, we will come to a point of not having the knowledge of sin. Praise the Lord. I love that. I love that. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father, that we are able to come to a point where we don't have the knowledge of sin. Can you hear that? You come to a point where you don't have the knowledge of sin. Where the knowledge of sin is hidden from you. Why? Because of fervent love. Fervent love. Fervent love. Fervent love. Fervent love. So put this down as a comment, please. Fervent love brings you to a point where you don't have knowledge of sin. Where you don't have knowledge of sin at all. Born of love. Remain in love. That is who you are. In Jesus' precious name. Hallelujah. 
we'll continue our teaching in love next week. If you have been listening to us and you haven't made Jesus your Lord and Savior, you can't walk in this maximum love that we are talking about. You cannot come to a point where you are no longer aware, where you are no longer having the knowledge of sin. The only way to do that is to be born of love. To be born of love is to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So say this prayer with me. Lord Jesus Christ, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Come into my heart. Live through me. From today, I will serve you with all my heart, with all my soul, and with all my strength. Thank you for writing my name in the book of life. And I thank you for baptizing me with the Holy Ghost and with evidence of speaking in tongues. Thank you, Father. I am born of love. I am now the beloved of the Father. The same love that the Father loved Christ Jesus, that same love is in me. And I'm going to walk in that love towards one another. And I also will come to a point of not having the knowledge of sin. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Listen carefully. If you have prayed this prayer, I want you to leave us a comment that you gave your life to Christ through this broadcast. And we are going to reach out to you and help you to go in your walk with the Lord. Hallelujah. This is the greatest decision you will ever make. There is no decision that is more important than this decision. I am telling you the truth. No decision on earth can be more important than this one. This is the decision that has taken you from hell to heaven. Now tell me, which other decision here on earth can take you to heaven apart from this one? Hallelujah. Congratulations. God bless you. The Lord bless every one of you that has taken time to be part of this today's service. Please share this message with your friends. Encourage them to listen to the end. Because you can't just listen for five minutes, two minutes and get it. No. Encourage, encourage them to listen to the end. Take note. If possible, go back again and watch and listen again. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing by the word of God. Not just one time and that is it. No. Spend time hearing. And we have a lot of these messages. If I was you, I would make a playlist on YouTube. And go through these messages of love and, and listen to them until everything about me is smelling love. Hallelujah. So please do that in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. This week is blessed. Your communal elements are blessed and sanctified. Go ahead and partake of them. You are partaking of God's love. You are partaking of God's wisdom. You are partaking of God's righteousness. In Jesus' name. This week, you will encounter great favor. The favor of God is upon you. Your going out is blessed. Your coming in is blessed. I decree Psalms 91 upon each one of you in the name of Jesus Christ. Anyone that will rise up against you this week, they will be smitten in the name of Jesus Christ. They will fall flat before you in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I cover every one of you with the precious blood of Jesus Christ. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Thank you one more time for joining us. Peace. Shalom.